Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live, and today we have four very special guests, the cast and crew of Deep Hatred that is premiering today on your video on-demand platform of choice. I want to welcome Ali Mikado, Daniela Carvalho, uh, of course, Sarah Drust, and Jeremy Sleth. Sless, sorry, Jeremy. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the release of the movie. The movie is called Deep Hatred. Uh, like I said, it premiered today on your video on-demand platform of choice. I saw this film. It was very well done. So, like, again, a big congratulations to you guys for, for doing this. Uh, so let's get started right away. Daniela, uh, you co-directed the movie with Ali. Now, throughout the movie, we see the presence of water throughout the film. Dark, murky, sometimes even looks like blood. But it's predominantly water. In your mind, when you guys were directing it, what was the significance? Well, we, if you see the movie, you know what the significance is of the water. <laughs> But what did you want to tell people as you were showing this water coming from the ceiling, puddling up on the floor, and so on? Uh, without uh, giving any spoilers, uh, first of all, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having us. It's fun to be able to see everyone together again after such a long time. So we're happy to be here. Uh, without giving any spoilers, uh, we wanted the water to be... Uh, a strange uh, thing that caught everyone's attention uh, and gave a strange feeling to the audience, you know. Uh, it was almost like a, a character yeah. in, in the movie, you know. Uh, it was like a unknown character that appeared from time to time that tried to give us tips of what was going on or what could happen. Um, Maybe if Ali wants to uh, talk a little bit more about that. Or... I mean, yeah, Ali, you were a co-writer on this film. Uh, so when you were putting the script together with your fellow writer, why the uh, the significance of the water throughout the film? What was going through your head? Well, the water, well, first, hello, everyone. Thank you very much for having us here. So the water is a kind of... Um, emotional element in the film so the film is about hate it's about um, somebody who wants revenge and when we put the, the water on the screen especially the dark water the water uh, the dirty water we are bringing this emotion with something bad so the, the hate coming and we start the movie with a clean lake, like a paradise, a nice place. Mm -hmm. And then we introduce this dark water coming into the story and the rain and the, uh, everything coming like, uh, like, like you said, like blood. Exactly. And Taking it's the, the, the nice emotion of the four guys. And it was and, sort of like some, this big foreshadowing of what was about to happen throughout the film. Now, Sarah, you play the character of uh, Cindy. We see pretty early on in the film that your character suffers from epilepsy, okay? Now, uh, 
when it came to portraying somebody with epilepsy and actually having a seizure on screen, uh, what kind of mindset did you get into to portray that? And in your opinion, how critical was that to the development of Cindy's character? Yeah, um, well, it's so ironic that I actually, my boyfriend um, has epilepsy. So I've actually witnessed his seizures in person. So it kind of was uh, easy to tap into witnessing something like that and being exposed to it. Um, but it is difficult to kind of <laughs> put yourself in that place. And it is such a emotional place because when you do have a seizure, you're you're not in control of your body anymore. You no. know, you've been totally taken over and um, that's the, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And then having to like, you know, have stuff in your mouth. And, yeah. The mouth and all <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. And like one take we had, we, we didn't get the camera set once and the foam just started like growing in my mouth and then it just burst and exploded. <laughs> so it was like, it was quite a blooper moment. It was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, That's yeah. So awesome. it, <laughs> now Jeremy, uh, your character, Mark, we find out is just a huge character as the movie goes on. We'll leave that at that. Now, um, as the film progresses, Mark is questioning himself what is real, what is not real. He's obviously witnessing, experiencing all these things that are going on around him in this farmhouse. Uh, is that how you saw it as well? Did you get into the mindset of Mark at this point does not know what is real and what is not real? Well, I think there was something very interesting with all of that uh, in terms of playing Mark. And and the great thing that I loved about him was he was just so grounded and real and compassionate towards uh, Sarah's character, Cindy. He, he really just only is there to support and he's only there to just be her rock and her roots, which I think is it's almost ironic that he's the one that almost sort of kind of starts seeing, you know, these weird things happen and gets convinced that maybe there's something else going on because it's the complete opposite of what his initial expectations of this trip were going to be. Mm -hmm. It's not like the other characters that were kind of seeing things a little bit more light and not as serious in terms of everything that's going on. He, he was the one that really had a specific job to do to support his girlfriend. And next thing you know, he's, he's taken into this weird mystery type world that, that, that just kind of throws everything that he was trying to do out the window and forces him to almost, you know, be responsible for how everything goes down. I mean, if if they do this one thing or if they do that thing, I mean, that's it almost becomes his decisions in order to protect Cindy. Exactly. And I think, uh, you know, I, I just loved being able to kind of grapple with that struggle because it, it just there, there were so many elements and so many levels that Ale and Danny and, and, and myself played with along with Sarah. And I think uh, I, I think we found some really good moments, but um, it was definitely a challenge. And I think there were there were certain moments where I had to choose the amount of, uh, I don't want to say hysteria, but the amount of how much I kind of let these things take me over. Exactly. Because I always have to remember that I'm there to support and, you now, know, but also to deal with these things at the same time. Out of the four of you, the four main characters, in your mind, why do you think it's Mark 
that start seeing this. I don't want to give anything away. Start seeing these things first. Starts experiencing this phenomena first. He's sort of chosen in a way. Why do you think it was Mark out of all four of you that was chosen? Well, without without really delving into what uh, which which might be considered a spoiler, and, and let's see. Um, I I think there's I think it has something to do. At least what I had perceived was I I think it had something to do with the emotional and deep connection to Cindy. I feel like he almost absorbed what could have initially happened to her if he wasn't there. Yeah. I I always kind of see it as he kind of just was the shield to everything that was coming at Cindy, and and in a way again, assume the responsibility of the role that his character takes in the film. And uh, there's there's specific instances that, that would probably be the, the center points of exactly how he begins to go down this path. But uh, I, I wouldn't want to, I'll wait for people to watch the film on that. But um. <laughs> now, in, in direct question with that, uh, Sarah, do you think Cindy shares the same feelings for Mark that Mark shares for Cindy? Yeah, I think she also like really relies on him now. Um, you know, she had such a sheltered life and not really exposed to the real world. So I think it's like he's her main source and it's kind of all she has. So she really depends on him and craves his love and also wants to give love. So, yeah. Now... You know, Cindy has a very interesting relationship with the character of Nathan, okay? Uh, very interesting. Do you think Cindy is oblivious to his feelings towards her? Uh, or in one way or another, she maybe feels the same way, but is not willing to admit it to herself. And that yeah. causes conflict, of course, with Mark. Yeah, uh, I think her and him growing up together sort of in each other's lives um you know there is part of her that sees him as a brother type mm -hmm. instead of this like you know love um but there is moments of her just knowing him for so long and feeling so comfortable with him and they have history yeah. so it's that that kind of i guess could lead you to thinking they you know, she could feel something for him, but it it also may have never been able to happen because of their past and their history together. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. Now, Ale, uh, let's talk about the, let's call them, call them the antagonist, the bad guy in the film. Uh, was there a discussion on how you guys were going to portray it? Obviously, when you were writing the script, you wrote uh, the bad person in a particular way and how they moved, their characteristics. When it came time to filming, and now you have to show us this bad person, uh, was there a lot of discussion before you guys settled on a look that everybody liked? Yeah, we, we made... At first, we, we wanted to create somebody who was not bad from the beginning. So... We pick uh, a realistic guy who was leading that community and then he was betrayed and because uh, some uh, so inter some interesting money money and etc 
and then he starts to after he they kill them this is not a spoiler because no. it's the beginning of the movie yeah but they kill them and after that we he's completely made of hate so our character our monster it's the hate itself so we start to to draw many concept arts trying to figure out how we can represent visually this monster because i truly believe that this kind of movie needs a very unique monster to be successfully it was it's scary not a, looking. Uh, yeah exactly i, I don't think we, we have a, it's not a horror movie with some ghosts and some uh, uh, moods so we do need a a Freddy Krueger or a Jason, <laughs> uh, Mike Myers. So we start to draw and thinking, well, he was drawn it in the beginning of the movie. Uh, how we can put this? So we created a chain around the 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 neck, and then we we end up, we end up with that visually that I I think is very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very yeah. Visually. Uh, Explainable. Very <laughs> scary. Now, uh, Daniela, you know, I've spoken to a lot of uh, co-directors in the film, and usually when it comes to the division of duties, the, everybody knows when it comes time to directing what each director's duties are. Did you and Ali have director, I mean, talks when it came to the directing of the film on who's going to do what and how you guys were going to split the work up? Yes, uh, we actually had worked together before. So uh, when she decided to make this movie, she called me up and she said, do you want to co-direct? I need some help. It's going to be really tough. I've been, I'm doing other things so we can um, work together. I said, yes, I, I was actually an AD for a long time. I, I did her first feature film as, an, as her AD. That's how we met. Nice. And uh, so uh, I went on board and... We talked a lot about the process. Uh, she had very clearly on, uh, on her mind the movie because she wrote it. So it was more, much more clear for her than it was for me. And uh, we had long conversations about uh, the process. And she's an avid uh, horror film uh, watcher and she loves that. So she's more, uh, more into that than I was before going into the uh, uh, the movie and after that I watched everything that I could um, <laughs> so it was it was great before going to make the movie I watched a bunch of horror movies and uh, a bunch of uh, uh, thrillers and things like that uh, and uh, we end up uh, sharing the director's chair uh, very uh, I think we didn't have a specific thing that I did and any specific thing that she did. We did everything together. So sometimes I was the one talking to the actors, sometimes she was. And we, we talked about the the shots and how we're going to uh, do the scene. And uh, we actually just talked about everything and did everything together. I don't think there was one, one scene that we said, oh, I, I think we should do it this way. And she said, I think we should do it this way. I think we... We end up. Uh, it was a collaborative just, effort. It was a collaborative effort uh, from the beginning to the end. Nice. After I read the script, uh, we talk about it, and it was from that from day one. Now, so, 
Jeremy, uh, as you were reading your character's uh, arc in the film, Mark, uh, and seeing how complex your character is from the beginning to the end, did you and Ali have a lot of talks since Ali was the writer, co-writer, who sort of came up with how Mark's arc was going to go? Did you have a lot of questions uh, in regards to his arc? and so on? Oh, I had a lot of questions. I, I, uh, I definitely came in with a lot of questions just right off the plane, right to the chair, let's, let's sit down. And, and you know, it was great because, uh, you know, Ali was great. She, she sat down with me and, and made sure that I was fully confident in everything that I was, that I was going for. Uh, there was never a wrong time for me to ask her a question, no matter what we were uh, doing on set or anything like that, because you know, there was so much that I was grappling with with Mark, and I, I always would say when we were filming, I, I would say that Mark is, he, he's kind of in his own movie. Like, he's got, like, his own thing going on in his mind. He's, he's going this way. Everyone else is kind of over here, and there's this, there's this like, push and pull, and 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 Ali was just so great to talk about that. And, yeah, we, we, we did have a lot of talks about it, and, and then when Danny, of course, came on board, we, we talked about... Uh, certain things of other aspects and and sometimes you know it, it, we, we were all working together to to uh develop certain scenes and kind of figure out together just just where the emotion was going where where that where mark's arc was uh going um but yeah it, it was really nice because there there was sometimes when ali and danny would be going there there was sometimes like me i feel like my questions were very much uh specific and, and sometimes you know just a million little tiny ones and and one of them uh, would take over my, you know, my issues, and then there would be a more of a bigger picture kind of thing going on, and and they had no problem just swapping, and and one took over what the other was doing, and 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 vice versa, and I think that 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 really showed a real collaborative aspect of that because I think um, it could have easily been difficult. It could yeah. have easily like not worked well, uh, depending on on who was kind of leading the show. Um, but like, but like Donnie said, you know, they, they both worked together uh, before. And when uh, once I, I had my my hesitations going in because I was like, oh, my God, I got eight pages of questions here. And I'm about <laughs> to blindside them with all this stuff I got going here. But but right when we started talking, I mean, just right off the bat, I felt really comfortable and solidified in what I was doing. And I also felt free to take risks in certain takes and allowed me to relax and kind of make sure that I was comfortable focusing on Mark's own storyline, even if it felt like I was detracting from the others, which, which essentially the thing I was worried about was the thing that I ended up finding out from from both Ali and Danny, which they ended up finding out that I was on the right path after all. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think. But yeah, but it was, I don't it was think, wonderful. I don't think you did. I think everybody, all four of you, had their own story, and everybody had awesome screen time to tell it. Now, Mark's right. story is told beyond just the dialogue that you have. It's told in your movements, your facial expressions, uh, anger, uh, pure terror when you're afraid. Uh, you worked that very well, and it, it, it came through very well because it gave us a glimpse into your character's mindset. Was that something that you purposely did and worked on? Uh, yes, actually, it's... Um specifically enough it, it is something um i played with a lot i uh ali and i we we really worked with um my my famous level system of percentages um of uh you know it, we we would always figure out what the emotion was in the scene or at least the driving emotion and then figure out what percentage it was to be revealed at this time i mean sometimes it would be at 37 percent, or we would and we would dial it down to a 
to a 21 or we would up it to a 54, depending on that emotion, because Mark had to restrain himself a lot for Cindy's sake. Yeah. He, he had to keep himself together for a majority of what could be a very stressful moment if he kind of just let it all out. But um, in terms of, you know, keeping things together, yeah, there's, there's a lot hidden there. And I think that he, as, as things slowly start to unravel, we kind of see that spiral take place. So yeah. it's, it's very withheld and it, and it fluctuates between withheld and, and kind of letting loose. Um, and in the end, it's kind of just this nice little bubble of energy that mm -hmm. he kind of experiences rather than something that was a little bit more clear cut, solidified. There wasn't exactly one way to play it. It was, exactly. it was a very interpretive kind of character. Absolutely. Now, Sarah, uh, Cindy, uh, if I was to describe the character of Cindy, a nice, easygoing person does not like to cause conflict, rock the boat, very easy to get along with, very pleasant. Uh, that's how we see you in, when you're introduced to the film and as the film uh, progresses. Was that something that you really had to tap into or is that who Sarah Drust is in real life? Yeah, I think um, it was pretty easy. I can be generally shy um, and in my own personal life and a bit of like, you know, uh, but I could relate to Cindy a lot just being not not like a loner, but just being okay, being alone and being by herself a lot and entertaining herself kind of um, because she did have to do that the majority of her childhood and she was always around adults. And that is kind of how my life was growing up. So uh, yeah. And just, I mean, her overall essence is to be almost a people pleaser and kind of just go with the flow and be there for anyone and, put herself above anybody like, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Ali, uh, Evan uh, Judson and Marcella, who are not here with us, they play Nathan and Jennifer. Jennifer is a very powerful presence on the screen. You could say she's the mirror opposite of Cindy. Uh, she doesn't care what she says, if it's going to upset someone. When she wants to leave, she makes it very vocal. So when you were writing the character of Jennifer, uh, was it your intention to make her a mirror opposite of what Cindy's character was? Yes, actually, we, she is the, the opposite of Cindy. It's like even make the, uh, the mark opposite as well. So the idea is to bring two couple very different. So one couple of the good guys, shy, and, and the, the other one uh, being the, the free and the, the funny ones. And, that, and this conflict will build everything that's going to happen in that weekend. Yes. Uh, Daniela, working with Sarah, Jeremy, and the others as a director, did you find it very easy? Because it's like, you know, Directing, depending on which director you talk to, it's like 70, 70 to 80% of directing is casting, okay? And you just sort of get out of the way, get out of the actor's way and let them do their thing. And if they have questions, you're there to help them through it. Uh, working with Jeremy and Sarah and Marcella, uh, did you find that there were great 
in getting what you guys wanted to put on the screen and required very little direction? I, I think they're great. Uh, not because they're here, I'm saying this. <laughs> it's, it's the honest <laughs> truth. Uh, no, I, uh, I, when, I, when I went on board, uh, the cast was already done. Uh, the casting process was already done. And uh, I watched the, ta the, the tapes. I don't remember now if, if it was tapes or what, what was it, but I watched everything. And I really felt that they were great for the part they were cast. Uh, I could look uh, that they are they are right for the part, and uh, when they arrive and uh, we we got together, uh, we I think it really flowed really well everything, and uh, the entire process was really nice, and we are all in the same uh, place, we're all staying in the same place, so that helped a mm -hmm. lot because uh, we are together 24 hours a day for the the period of the shoot so we were always talking about the movie and the parts and the scenes and everything and it was everything was smooth uh, I, i've been doing this for 22 years so this was a smooth process compared to a lot of uh projects i worked at so uh That's awesome. I, it was very pleasant everything we had fun doing it it so, sounds like you did no. yeah we, we had fun it was it was it, Three weeks of, of fun. We really enjoyed it, I, I guess. Jeremy, your, uh, Mark's character has a very interesting moment with Nathan. Uh, when you sort of share with Nathan your plans to propose to Cindy. And uh, do you think at that moment, Nate's reaction, is Mark oblivious to Nate's feelings towards uh, Cindy? Or does he take what Nate says at face value? I think Mark has the intellectual capability to, to, to detect some type of feeling from Nate to Cindy. But based on that current situation that he's in, both being out of his element at Cindy's deceased father's estate, as well as the idea to propose, as well as a few other things that have already happened since he's gotten there, I feel like that specific moment, no, it's not on his radar. At least that's how I approached it. Yeah. Um, but again, that's another one of those things where Mark is kind of, you know, has blinders on sometimes and then they come off for certain times. And, you know, it's there's certain other moments in the film where I feel uh, things kick in. My interpretation of that scene when Nate was unloading on you and your reaction towards him was that you're oblivious to the fact that Nate is in love with Cindy and... He, he's telling you that it's a bad idea to propose and you're taking it at face value. And you could tell just by the expressions on your face that his words are deeply wounding you. Uh, right. they, they really hurt you. And you're like, you start to start questioning yourself. Am I good enough for Cindy? What do you think about that? Well, I think, I, I think uh, another element of that scene was that Mark thinks so highly of Cindy and values their deep, deep bond that they have together. And, and Nathan kind of reduces that to something cheap and shallow, almost that like, that's almost, you know, it's almost his way of, you know, looking from a third eye perspective, it's his way of kind of uh, taking away the importance of it all. So maybe to try to convince Mark to not go through with it. Oh, but, um, you know, he, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, there was heartbreak, there was a realization, there was him questioning everything he had already thought he was so sure of, 
which in a way is a representation of his character's progression in the yeah. film. And 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 Evan specifically, Evan and I, we work really well together. And he, uh, we we talked a lot about that scene and how we wanted it to go because me and him, both in life and characters on screen, we are we are quite different, but yet somehow we we get along and find each other in each other's presence. Mm -hmm. um, we talked a lot about how we wanted that to go, and and eventually we landed on this whole kind of power dynamic of him almost being in a trickster position and yeah. and and Mark almost being in this kind of weaker vulnerable position he's he's confiding in what he, he believes to be one of his closest friends or at least yeah. his closest friend at the time and just gets you know cracked in the head with uh you know metaphorically cracked in the head with with truth that isn't exactly the truth but he takes it that way because and you could also see it as nate taking advantage of the situation to try to break mark and cindy up 100 percent. yeah uh, and i think it's a i think it's a common uh I think it's very common for people to uh, try and take advantage of people during moments of grief and hurt and turmoil. And, and Evan's character is the classic, you know, bro yeah. coming in at that angle. I mean, here's a hurt, pained woman. Let me swoop in and try and get out of the friend zone here. This is my opportunity. I can be there for her. I just got to, I just got to get her uh, very loving, caring, wonderful boyfriend out of the way. First. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the monsters inside the house. Now, uh, Ali, uh when you guys were trying to come up in the writing process the backstory to the commune the farm uh before you settled on the story that we see on the screen did you play with a lot of different stories on what that farm slash commune was in the past it could have been a cult you know it could have been this it could have been that before you uh landed on what we see in the film Yes, me and Fernando starts to write uh, straight to this story. And very soon we realized that we need to write a backstory telling everything what uh, happened in that form. Because we, we, we need to create a, a, a universe, a whole universe with rules and characters that we're going to use in the whole story. So it's like a detective movie. Yeah. Because we start to reveal many things that happen not on screen but before the story yeah. so we we start to write the story of who was the priest who led that community who was the Cindy's father and why he was killed and who was the grandfather of Nathan so I think we spent many many days writing this story about the farm and maybe we do a movie about that. If this movie works, we can do a prequel. The yeah, the the backstory to that commune slash farm is very critical uh, to the story. And you guys could have gone a lot of ways with it. Uh, there is no right or wrong way. Uh, I like the way you guys did go with it. A more realistic, true to life. We're not going to say any more about it. Uh, Sarah, before we go, uh, this movie was shot in Brazil. Uh, beautiful, beautiful location. Was this your first time in Brazil? And what were your thoughts on the location of the shoot? Yeah, um, it was my first time. And uh, I mean, we drove two hours in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, are we ever going to get there? It was kind of <laughs> like a little, like, almost like a little horror movie. Like, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this, but um it was wild. And then once we get there, got there, it was like paradise. I mean, it was acres and acres of land. And 
little waterfalls that you could hike to and cows everywhere and dogs and just like everyone was so welcoming. And it was just so cool because even though like half of the crew spoke only Portuguese, we all just meshed. I mean, yeah. we just seamlessly worked so well together and had such beautiful moments with everyone. So it was, and the house was truly magical. I mean, the whole place was, uh, it could, it did get a little spooky sometimes, <laughs> but I will say that. <laughs> I can imagine at night. Uh, uh, Jeremy, having that environment where you cast crew are all living in the same place throughout the whole shoot, like Daniela described, uh, did that help you as an actor? get into the the character that you were playing absolutely 100 percent. i mean i was my initial training comes from a theater background and uh as much as i love theater i mean the 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 glory and the and just the just just the the feeling i get from being on set on a location of a film um is unmatched for me i mean mm -hmm. i've been on my share of sets but but getting to go to brazil and being on that farm with with everyone there who many of which right like sarah said didn't speak english um and just and uh, just getting to make some form of art was yeah it of course helped because i a lot of similarities to what me jeremy was actually going through was was the same thing that mark was going through i mean he had never been there mark yeah. had never been there i had never been there i mean there were so many things like we would film in a location and i could have sworn i had seen the, the, this whole farm but yet we would go to this house or this room or this area and i'd be like where was this was this other building here the whole time <laughs> and and it just really helped me get into it and, and just the mood and and just the the culture of another country. I mean, I could talk for another two and a half hours about my overjoyed experience there in Brazil and the amount of times I almost got attacked by wild dogs and cats. <laughs> but that's not here or there. But uh, but yeah, that, I think something like that is not only life changing, uh, magical, wondrous, and but yeah, I think I think a lot of what you see on screen is a direct reflection of me being put in that environment and it couldn't have been replicated anywhere else oh man that's awesome now daniela before we go the movie is out today uh i'm assuming it's out on the major platforms amazon uh voodoo for purchase or rent uh apple tv and on and on am i correct yes uh i think it's on uh amazon prime uh uh, Apple TV, uh, where else? LA? Voodoo. Uh, Voodoo, Voodoo yes. Yes. All the major, uh, basically, guys, all yes. the major platforms where it, you could rent. It's out there. Go yeah. and watch. Yeah, <laughs> you can rent it. You can buy it. You won't be disappointed. Uh, the movie is called Deep Hatred. I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview. The movie is great. There's a lot of stuff that we could not talk about due to spoilers. The movie does take a lot of twists and turns. Uh a lot of people that I've spoken to who have seen the movie already loved the ending that we can't get into right now, but it's, it, it shocked me as well, being a lifelong horror fan. So it takes a lot to shock me, and you guys did shock me with that ending. You Good did, to hear that. <laughs> you guys did a fabulous job. Thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, let's just turn it to Ali. Any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Uh, I, the only thing I, I think it's very important to tell, we, we live together to make this movie for three weeks in the same place, in that farm. And I think this is on screen, in a way. It does. It comes through. It really comes through. Uh, what happens behind the camera definitely affects what we see in front of the camera. 
and the cohesiveness that you guys showed was amazing and you guys did great sarah jeremy danielle ali thank you so much again guys the movie's called deep hatred rent or buy it on your favorite uh video on demand platform of choice thank you our, to our guests thank you to our viewers who are watching this live and those who will watch this later on until next time on behalf of my guests and myself stay safe stay walking bye everybody bye 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 bye, bye, -bye.